Welcome to the A Jesus Church podcast. We're a family seeking to become like Jesus, empowered by His presence to partner in God's creative work of restoring the world. We pray this episode encourages and equips you along the journey. Merry Christmas, everyone. There we go. Hey, man, on behalf of the staff and the elders, I just want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas Eve. Thank you guys so much for being here. One quick little announcement uh, for those of you that are part of this family on a regular basis. We will not be doing gatherings tomorrow on Christmas Day, but we will be doing a gathering on New Year's Day on the 1st. We're going to be doing a single gathering. Uh, We're going to do pre-gathering prayer at 10 o'clock. So for any of you that have wanted to check out pre-gathering prayer, now is your time. We have literally moved it to 10 o'clock. So you can be there, even if it is New Year's Day. And then we're going to do our single gathering at 11 o'clock. We'd love to have all of you out there. It's going to be a beautiful time of celebration and baptisms. We're really excited about what God's going to be doing on the 1st as we jump into 2023 together. Now, we know that this is a busy time of year. So I just want to say, well done. Well done for being here tonight, for taking a moment to kind of pull back from all of the crazy of family, uh, of the crazy of like eating. Anybody overeat yet so far? I mean, we're only like a day in, but it's already happening. You already know it, right? It's, it's right there. Uh, or that, or well done for like pulling back from the presence and pulling back from the moment of all of the time that we, we play those games, we make those puzzles to take a space, to take a deep breath, to reflect on Jesus. Because that's why we're here, right? Christmas is a time of joy and celebration. It's when we create space to remember what Jesus did for us so many years ago. And I wanna take a time, a moment, if you would, to just welcome his presence into the room as we jump in to the text tonight. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your presence. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Father, thank you for sending your son. Thank you for being the gift, Jesus, that all of our gifts point to. Thank you for being the feast that all of our feasting points to. For being that source of joy and celebration that all of our laughter at Christmas points to. Lord, thank you for being here with us on this Christmas Eve. Would you speak to us now? Open up our hearts, what you have to say in this brief time. We love you, Jesus. Amen. 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 For most of the fall, we as a family here have been exploring kind of one of the most important questions a human being can ask, which is, what does it mean to become like Jesus? You know, uh, what does it look like to dive into ideas of like idea or, or uh, devotion and practice and identity? But at Christmas, in this season, we step down, we slow down to take a moment to remember a time when God became like us. When God decided in his divine wisdom to step into our story, a moment in history where the universe was literally flipped on its head, where God entered into humanity as a fragile baby boy born in the Middle East who needed to be fed and burped and have his nappies changed, who likely kept his parents up at night. Any parents in the room feeling this? 
who entered into our very human story as a baby boy. Last December 2nd, we, we did our very first like Advent celebration. Was there anybody there at the uh, Christmas light, tree lighting? Yeah, there's a few of you. There's a beautiful tree out there. We had an incredible time of like singing songs and, and, and drinking hot chocolate. But at that event, I talked about what Advent actually was, this moment of anticipation. And I read from Mary's song, kind of like the first Christmas carol that was ever written. And it goes like this. It's in Luke 1. It'll be up on the screen here. Verse 46, and it says this. Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Glorifies, it can be translated magnifies, which is where we kind of get the Latin name for Mary's song, the Magnificat. Rejoices, it could be translated more like exalts, and it has carries with it this like shouting sense of excitement about what God has done in Mary's life. She is making God's name great. Mary's soul, her very spirit, the deepest part of her, where all longings are formed, it magnifies the Lord. And, and we're not thinking like, telescope, or we're thinking more like makes God as big as he actually is. His grandeur, his very majesty, Yahweh. She has to express this joy. It's coming, bubbling up out of her very spirit because God is her savior. Mary knows the story of Messiah. She knows that the child that's growing inside of her will someday come and set her people free. The Prince of Peace will shepherd his people out of their brokenness and bondage into peace. But this isn't just some communal experience for Mary. No, for her it is deeply personal. Verse 48 says, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. God has been mindful of Mary. Yes, he's, he's seen the needs of his people, of all of Israel, but he has seen her specifically, her in a unique way, her modest circumstances, and he has stepped into her story. And this is not some sort of passive mindfulness. This is seeing that leads to helping. This is noticing that leads to God drawing close to Mary. And God's very deep longings are met by God himself. So she goes on to say, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Mary says that she will be called blessed. Because the mighty one, the, the one who is able, the all-powerful, anything-is-possible one, has done, notice that, past tense, has done great things for her. So confident is Mary in the angel's message and the miracle of new life that is growing inside of her that every statement that follows after this is begun with, he has. He has performed mighty deeds. He has scattered the proud. He has brought down rulers. He has filled the hungry. He has helped Israel. Mary declares that this work of saving, it's, it's as good as done because God has stepped into her story. 
God has seen her. God has heard her. God has entered in. And if there's a familiarity to to Mary's story, it might be because it has echoes of Hagar's tears in, in Genesis 16, this longing to be seen, to be liberated. Or Hannah's song in 1 Samuel 1, this longing for a child or for redemption. Or David's song in Psalm 17, where he's longing for rescue or for vindication. Or Jeremiah's lament in Lamentations 1, this longing for rescue or vindication. This is a primary biblical theme because it is a primary reality for us as humans, isn't it? All of us know what it's like to have unmet longing. And as we grow older, we might get better at burying it deep inside of our soul underneath the cover of busyness and entertainment, but it's still there, a deep yearning to be happy, a longing for peace, a desire to be seen, to be heard, to be freed by the one who is able, the mighty one. This, this Christmas season's been an interesting one, hasn't it? I mean, it's the closest thing to like normal, whatever that means, that we've had in a while. There's been a return of so many good things, right? Travels back kind of, unless you're trying to fly somewhere right now. Um, you know, spending time with friends is back. I mean, we saw, saw a picture of our, of our Christmas Eve gathering from a year ago. I mean, spacing out. It's, everything has changed. We're starting to get back together again. Even Zoo Lights is back on this year. And worshiping together tonight in this space together. It's so many good things. But there's also been something off. I, I don't know how else to say it. Something that's not quite right, like, like an ache floating around in the back of our everyday lives. At first, I thought maybe it was just me. A couple weeks ago, I woke up in the middle of the night and my heart was like pounding. Not, not crazy, but, but more than it should be in the middle of the night. And I, I sat up in, the, in my bed and I, I took this deep breath and I asked God, like, God, what, what's up? And into the quiet of that space came this list of of scrolling concerns that I was holding at bay in the back of my mind. I mean, everything from like finances to, to the health of friends, to unspoken hurt, the church participation, to a loss of relationships, to this ongoing war, a looming recession, and the unknown that is 2023. And I realized I was kind of having a small little panic attack. The thing is, as I've shared this with friends, I, I've come to find out like I'm not the only one. Many are feeling this same lack of peace, a constant low-grade anxiety that just, it's like this accumulation of stress, like the junk drawer of pain in our mind that we just can't seem to get closed because it's too full. And it might not be a tyrannical Roman oppressor, but it is an oppressor. And I can feel in my heart this longing for freedom, this longing for hope, 
a longing for the kingdom that Jesus has promised. And in that, in that moment, sitting in the darkness with my heart racing in my chest, I heard the still small voice just speak over me. I see you. You are not alone. I have done, am doing great things for you. And that list was, was washed away by another list of family, of friends, of this church, of the work that we get to do, and then of Jesus himself, because he has done great things for us, friends. Mary's brought into this crazy story. She becomes literally the mom of God at the exact same time that God becomes just like us. Because God was not content to stay at a distance. He is the God who sees us. He is the one who comes to each of us, not just humanity in general, but each one of us sitting in this room. He meets us through his Holy Spirit exactly where we are, like he did so many years ago. Mary says, my my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. And here, here is the miraculous mystery of Christmas. The miraculous mystery of the gospel. Far from some vague Christmas spirit that we throw around on Christmas cards each year, this is the real presence of God in Christmas. Jesus has come, friends. Jesus has drawn close, my friends. And he knows our deepest longings. He has been with us in our darkest hours. His spirit enfolds our spirit and brings hope and joy and life. We, like the shepherds, know that good news has come and it is a cause of great joy because a Savior was born over 2,000 years ago and he is our King. And yes, sometimes it can be easy to forget, especially if we only try to remember once a year. I know I need hope more than once a year. But Jesus has made a way for us here as a family, as a King Jesus family. And that's why we've gathered this afternoon. That's why we gather every single week. We need help remembering this Christmas truth, this gospel truth that Mary knew so well. When we feel like we are living in darkness, light has come and the darkness cannot overcome it. And one day, the Prince of Peace, he will come back and rule completely. But until that day, we as his people get to sing a different song. In fact, there's this ancient worship song that was written by the early church that we could sing together. If I could have you guys just stand up to your feet. 
It's from Philippians 2. And it reminds us of Jesus and his coming, Philippians 2. And it says this, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross. Would you guys read out with me this last part together? Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more resources and to partner with us through giving, visit us at ajesuschurch.org.